Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, August 17th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Cliff, it's Afghanistan Day at the podcast. The so fall to speak. of Saigon, if you will, John. Well, well, and we'll get into that. I don't remember that one. No, I know, I know. Well, no, 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 because some of the some of the media it's has really been... actually more. It's more of the fall of Saigon. Okay, hold on, just let me. It's more of the fall yeah. of Saigon in terms of yeah. media coverage, how yeah. the whole thing is being portrayed, yeah. and obviously we're hastily getting out of another country that we had no business being in for yeah. this long. I actually, unlike Vietnam, I think we absolutely, and I would argue that with anybody, we're justified going in in some form after nine eleven to to make the people. To, to arrest and or kill the people that mass murdered us. <laughs> I'm like but, writing notes as you, you know. talk because I was like, oh, that's right, justified going in because that'll be that'll be one of the things we can talk about. So Cliff and I are going to give you well, – Yeah, it's how we should have gone in versus how we did. But OK, well, go ahead, John. I, well, we're going to have a larger discussion about that today. You know, uh, the, the, the rights and wrongs of this going in, leaving Biden. Does he get blamed? Does he not blame? How does this politically affect Biden? And it always drives me a little nuts on Twitter, Cliff, when people are like you – know, some, some journalist the other day was – I think it was Peter Baker at the Times, or somebody was talking about the political implications of, of this or Corona. I don't know which. And people were like, that, it must have been this. And that's crass. And, blah, blah, blah. and, it's, and first of all, I was like, it's, it, it might have even, not even been Peter. It was some other political journalist. Well, it was Peter a woman. annoys me for It was a another woman, actually. No, it was Go a female ahead. political journalist. I remember this. Because I, I remember I weighed in and said, she's a political journalist. Like, this is literally what, what she, she does. does. <laughs> right. And it's like you and me, like literally we look at the political. Anyway, we'll, well talk we about always that. do this. I'll say quickly, we've done this uh, with, with COVID. We've done this with, with gay marriage. We've done this with abortion rights, done it with, with guns. You know, like sometimes you have to sit here and analyze both the moral aspect of it and how people are going to be harmed or not harmed. Yeah. And you also have to look at the political implications because that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, in any case, so uh, we'll dive right in. I thought, Cliff, maybe we'd start first with uh, talking about the Trump deal, actually. Well, OK, you know what? Let, let me step back a second and we'll try to do this really quick. Maybe both of us. Uh, I was telling Cliff my TikTok channel, Aravosis. It's just my last name on TikTok because Cliff says I don't promote these things. But I did an explainer video on Afghanistan yesterday. Ended up being a little long. So I did three videos, three minutes each on TikTok. I guess you can do longer videos. Who knew? And it kind of blew up and did very well. And it, it at least showed me on TikTok that people were yearning for more. And people found it useful. And I was thinking I was thinking it was kind of simple, Cliff, because I was like, OK, let's give them like literally what's going on. Why are we freaking out on the news? And then I was thinking for the podcast folks, for example, everybody, I think everybody knows what's going on, right? The g- you know general I mean? stuff. Yeah, I would think. Sure. Like, whereas TikTok, I feel it's more, a little more general. So we're not going to, like, give you the, so what happened was you might be asking, how what's going on in Afghanistan? I assume you all kind of know. But we wanted to, let, let's start with maybe the asking, Trump is deal. Is Afghanistan a country? Where, yeah, is exactly. country? Where is it? Is it, is it Aruba? Um, so I, I think, Cliff, let's first talk about the, the Trump deal. And this gets us into the whole question of Biden and what Biden did or didn't do wrong. But but I want to at least start with this. And even some of my liberal friends, actually, my friend Sean, who uh, – listen to the podcast, a good friend in England was sort of weighed in yesterday and said, you know, why are you, why are you blaming Trump? Like I get it, but you know, Biden's president, he, he's got to own this. And, 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 and so let me yeah, say quickly, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think and this then, is actually, well, I think it's important just to establish right away that um, 
neither John nor I are sitting there in sort of private briefings and are and I would I call us security experts. Hmm. However, on the other end, we've got a whole bunch of people, particularly on the right, but in general, spouting off who don't know a goddamn thing about about uh, foreign policy and never thought about it until like yeah. the last couple of days. John did get a, a, an advanced degree at Georgetown. And I did get one at Columbia. We did study these things. John did work on foreign affairs uh, as a U.S. Senate staffer. I did work as a consultant to the State Department and USIA, being sent abroad to speak about U.S. foreign policy and domestic policy to foreign I did, audiences. I did the same thing, actually, as you right. did with it. So, yeah. here, so, so we're not also we're, – we're, what I'm trying to say is we're not novices either. Like, yeah. I think we're, we, we, have, we possess the, the, the knowledge of things to, to discuss, yeah. and I think that's important to establish that. Um, okay. So, so what I want to start with this, and again, there's lots of points to get into here of just also we're going to get into just like I said, like what do we think about Biden? Did he screw up? Did he not screw up? Why is the media claiming he or did? The context the of did he partially screw up? Where there's, did you know, like, again, doesn't have to be A or B. It could be well, part A, part B. Well, and let me throw in Cliff, will the public even care? Right. Or that's an important the media too. intelligentsia thing. Well, or okay, will they care right now? But besides the right wing echo chamber that still literally repeats like Benghazi three times in a row to get the candy man to appear and don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I believe just... in Benghazi. Like Mary <laughs> like, right. Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Yeah. And then, you know, will, will it just instead be that, yes, the, the, the yeah. loons on the right who they're going to find some issue to get to come out and vote will care. But regular folks, by a year, you know, by the time we get to 2022 elections, they won't be thinking about this. You know what? Which is what I what I worry yeah. about. I mean, well, we can have this discussion really quick anyway before we play the Trump video and Trump's role in this. But I worry it could be like Benghazi. They're so good at messaging and we're so bad at messaging. They took Benghazi, which four people died. Tragic, not exactly a huge foreign policy issue. Not right. exactly huge any issue. Four people died. It was terrible. It was four people. I mean, we remember the. I remember during Bush's yeah. uh, presidency, it was something like 60 uh, foreign service yep. officers and whatever died and nobody talked about it, but then four under Obama. And it was like, Oh, well, so that, and what helped them was the ambassador sadly perished there. And so they were able to, then, sure, but, to, to, you know. but, but I, the important point of this, John yeah. is still, if you look at, at polling and if you analyze it, if you're looking from purely a political perspective, right. The Benghazi thing helped the most with riling up the right, which they can do with anything, as you know, right. They can say that like there's abortions. Being did it not hurt Hillary otherwise? That, in that's... liberal areas. Um, well, did it here's, not what hurt Hillary here's what I'd say. Yeah. It probably kept weak Republicans. And by weak, I mean, those that were sort of, you know, maybe they could leave the reservation. Uh, Gave them an excuse. I apologize. Um, I know I've used, that, could, I've used that expression no, too no, sometimes. I, that one needs yeah. to be put to sleep. And I, and I apologize yeah. to people for that. That's a habit. No offense I'm to dogs. <laughs> or, you know, putting, Native putting Americans. To, putting to sleep. Uh, oh, it. right. Now I'm offending everybody. <laughs> um, but, but um, uh, there, and I, I know some folks like this. They're like those types that get that Trump was awful, get that he was unstable. But, yep. you know, they've been trained for 20 years to be like, oh, my God, Hillary's the Antichrist. And right. if they're even suddenly sort of thinking of voting for, for Hillary or even yet voting for yep. Gary Johnson in that 2016 election and not voting for Trump, you know, then maybe yep. it keeps them with Trump. So, yeah. yes, I think in that way. But no, yep. I don't think independents and I don't think people that were right. not really leaning towards a party were were influenced I, by I, that. No. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I worry about is um, they did a very good job with Benghazi. Uh, nonstop, 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 so that everybody's kind of hearing about it. And even people yep. in the middle who don't pay attention to a lot of news and everything. Just say it's hearing, bad. 
Well, not only is it bad, but boy, that Hillary Clinton is scandal ridden. I just no, hear right, nonstop, and I actually, just hear nonstop complaints about her. I right? feel like you know we're we're jumping a little too much here and there, and that's yeah, yeah, we'll jump back fault. to Trump again. But I think, but, the, yeah. but I think this actually brings up an important point that we should discuss, and we're going to get to, which is the role of the media in all of that, which is oh, our yes, mainstream yes. media, which a couple of people who are not leftists <laughs> and they're not known at all for being left sent out some interesting tweets mm. and not even the never Trump types, academic types about how, you know, mm. what the media's motivation might be here because they're making this thing even a thousand times worse than it is. Right. And there's reasons for that. That, that is why we, and some of those reasons are why we are currently going through what we're going through because they are all so bad at what their job is with exceptions there. Right. I always point out that there's some great exceptions out there. Somebody attacked John Harwood the other day who's a follower of mine, and when he was pointing out that Biden's poll numbers for the first time had fallen below 50%, the aggregate at, at right. uh, five whatever, five, right. you know, 500,228. Oh. I don't know why it wasn't coming to me. Um, but, I thought you, you were know, calling 538.com 500,000.com. I, I was making shit up because for some reason 538 wasn't coming to me. I'll right. just say quickly, like, you know, he's still at 40, he's at 49.7 or 8. I mean, he was right. barely below 50 um, but but and somebody attacked Harwood and I was making the point that he actually at CNBC and the New York Times is one of the most honest people about how full of shit Trump's been. He's never both sides did. So it's important right. to point those folks out and not just be a demagogue. But overall, our media is yep. awful. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. You know what, John? I was no, what, bag- Cliff? Well, let me tell you, I wish this bag under my eye would just go away. Ooh. That sounds like you every morning. You are not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, millions of Americans and women, men and women have other problems, too. But, <laughs> that, but we, we, we won't even talk about that. We'll stick to the eyes. OK, let's yeah. stick to the eyes. You see the new GenuCell serum with a plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using GenuCell for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines, number 11s, I don't know, John, I don't see that in here. Uh, crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love your product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. That's trust right there. Um, not only Susan, folks, I use it and love it. Um, and with instant effects, you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. I guarantee it. That's actually, folks, a pretty good deal. 12 hours, man. Yeah. Order yeah. now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages for summer. Go to Love GenuCell, that is L-O-V-E-G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. Again, that's lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. 
Go there now, guys. Unpuffy your eyes. Cliff, who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear, especially with their puffy eyes? I do every day. There you go. Whether my eyes are puffy or not. Loungewear used to be code for hideously ugly sweats. I guess that would be huzz, huzz. Now they call it podcast attire. Podcast attire. (laughs) Even your pets have been judging you. That's a thing of the past with Cozy Earth. The people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made from viscous, which I will never learn how to pronounce, from bamboo, (laughs) have done it again. They've taken loungewear to another level with their comfy, super soft Are they just selection. making up words on us, John? I Googled it. It's a real thing. I just wish they would tell us how to pronounce it because like viscos, V-I-S-C, viscos. I'm thinking viscous. What, it, what does it mean so we know and we can tell people? It's uh, some kind of material derived from plant, from trees. Fair, fair. I'll yep. let you go. So Sorry. it is from bamboo. Um, they've taken, uh, it's, it's an artificial uh, 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 weaving stuff like rayon or whatever, but it's derived from, from plants, from plants. Apparently they've taken loungewear to another level with their comfy, super soft selections in gorgeous styles and colors. See why Oprah described cozy earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O magazine from wonderful pajama sets, leggings and tees. Every item is sourced from earth friendly viscose from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at cozy earth. Best of all, go to cozyearth.com and enter promo code Stephanie 35. That's Stephanie Three five, and save thirty five percent on their loungewear and bedding. That's cozyearth.com. Promo code Stephanie three five. That's cozyearth.com. Let's get back to our beginning again. That we're to, this is classic Cliff and me. We've just spent I twenty know. minutes on it. Although this is relevant tangents because we're talking about the Afghanistan issue. I wanted to start by playing a clip of Trump a month ago, basically taking credit for the with not basically taking credit for the withdrawal, and. And to remind folks why we're even talking about this. So Trump gets into these like peace talks with the Taliban. And on 9-11. They, well, well, that was the conclusion of it. He was uh, they were going to celebrate by last September 11th of a year ago, having the Taliban come to Camp David and it would be historic. And Trump did reach a deal with them. I believe the Afghans weren't quite involved in this deal. I mean, the, the Afghan government wasn't, but the Taliban, you know, they won't attack and we won't attack them and we'll withdraw. And Trump's promise as the trio was to withdraw by May 1st, all U.S. troops by May 1st of this year, meaning three months ago. Biden came in. Biden decided to abide by the agreement, and we can also talk about whether that was smart or not, but Biden decides to abide by the agreement, but decides that May 1st is pushing it. It's a little too quick, so he's going to withdraw over a period of months, which he did up to, right, like a week ago or something, and of course, all hell breaks loose in Afghanistan. Um, Trump, early on, I think it was April, when Trump, when uh, when Biden was starting to talk in April, because I had clips of the, uh, I just had uh, newspaper clips of this. Trump was getting very upset because Biden already said, well, you know, I'm not sure we're going to make August 1st. I think that's a little too fast. We need to. And Trump weighs in April 18th, I believe it was, and puts out a statement. This is wrong. We need to withdraw as close as we can to the date that I agreed. So April 18th. Me, 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 me. Sorry. No, me, me, me. But as of April 18th, Trump was still urging us to do the entire withdrawal over a 12 day period, not even a three month period like Biden did. Okay, that's what Trump was doing. And then a month ago, and this is what I'm about to play you guys. I'll play you the audio. Trump is doing one of his town hall campaign bullshit things he was doing. Remember, he decided to go do his super spreader events again. And a month ago, he's speaking and talking about how basically the agreements are ironclad and, you know, some people, meaning Biden and the administration, want to get out of it, but they can't because I did this deal. And basically, he's trying to say how we're withdrawing because he caused it and nobody can get around it. Right. So 
listen to this. Put up my volume on. I started the process. All the troops are coming back home. They couldn't stop the process. 21 years is enough, don't we think? 21 years. They couldn't stop the process. They wanted to, but it was very tough to stop the process when other things were out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a shame. 21 years by a government that wouldn't last. The only way they last is if we're there. What are we going to say? We'll stay for another 21 years, and we'll stay for another 50. The whole thing is ridiculous. So we're bringing our troops back home from... So just to reiterate, they couldn't stop the process. They wanted to stop the process, but they couldn't stop it. He's talking about Biden and the administration. So even better, and then Cliff, let me throw this to you. Do you think there's any, and let's be crass political marketing experts, because that's what we, that's what we are, crass political marketing experts. That's our next podcast. Should we we name our, name a firm after that? Exactly. you know, let's be crass political marketing experts. Donald Trump, we've got a video from just a month ago of Trump saying Biden wanted to stop it. He wanted to stop the withdrawal, but I stopped him. We stopped him. I made it so that Biden couldn't do what he wanted to do, which was stop or slow down the withdrawal. Do you think that's useful considering the debate today is that Biden withdrew too quickly? What do you think? Um, hmm, let's see. Yes. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.